From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. You've tuned the WIA National News and you've tuned it for the week commencing August 21, the Lighthouses on the Air Weekend. Around the Australian coast are those that are set up for the Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. They're at 60 sites. In fact, this year is another record for the 48-hour fun event. The leader on 70-odd is the USA. Apart from these two nations, improvements have occurred in Chile, Portugal and South Africa, while generally interest from Europe has been lower than previous years. You can check out the latest on the website illw.net and also they've got Facebook as well. Melbourne Times Weekly is saying that Docklands residents did not expect TV reception to be a problem when they moved into their new apartments above Harbour Town more than a year ago. But one Hawthorne footy fan said his best bet to see a game of football after dark, when his reception became particularly unreliable, was go to Eddie Had Stadium down the road. The issue has prompted Melbourne LMHR Adam Brandt to lobby the federal government to fast-track a solution. A federal government report on reception problems in residential areas shadowed by multi-storey buildings used Docklands as a case study. According to the report, solutions include a locally installed repeater or residents getting signals from a free-to-air satellite. But the satellite option, as it was designed for regional Australia, would mean that residents in Melbourne would not always be able to access Melbourne content. 3D or not 3D? Adelaide Now reporting free-to-air channels appear to have abandoned 3D technology even though Australians splashed out more than $361 million on 3D TVs after successful trials last year. Broadcasting groups confirmed that 3D TV transmitters had now been removed from transmission towers in Australia's capital cities and that the Australian Communications and Media Authority had received no further applications for 3D TV trials even though its special transmission channel frequency would remain available until December. Currently, 3D TV owners can watch 3D movies on Blu-ray discs and through pay TV provider Foxtel. The company recently aired 3D footage of the X Games, though a spokesman confirmed it had no plans to broadcast the Rugby World Cup in 3D. Well, if you do want to see Rugby World Cup final, the bronze final and semi-finals in 3D, get down to a selected event cinema. If you're in the top half of the territory, you're listening to this news broadcast from VK1WIA via the Darwin Amateur Radio Club station VK8DA and heard Sunday mornings at 9am local time. Transmitting on 146.900, the Palmerston Repeater, which requires a 123Hz tone to access it. On HF, we transmit on 3.555 in the 80 metre band. 7.193 in 40 metre band, 10.137 in the 30 metre band and 14.337 MHz in the 20 metre band. This is Spud on behalf of the Darwin Amateur Radio Club. You're listening to VK1WIA. Greetings from the WIA. This is Ewan VK4RM with some thoughts on the social side of amateur radio. At some time in our association with amateur radio, Our individual interests will turn to an all-consuming passion which may or may not last. When we become overly engrossed in our hobby and all things electronic, close family, friends and indeed family members 
may drift away from us, or we from them. As subjects of similar interest become poles apart, it can be an insidious process. It is often quoted that a family that eats together stays together. Equally, it could be said that a family that socialises together stays together. Which brings me to the point that amateur radio is a social activity, an activity manifested by on-air communications, club meetings, competitions and other activities. Many of the activities are face-to-face -face with like-minded fellow radio amateurs. Unfortunately, this is often to the exclusion of families in particular. So, what can we do to involve family and friends in amateur radio activities where they will enjoy themselves and maybe, just maybe, gain an interest in our hobby or even an enthusiasm for it? I know many clubs that are thriving social calendars with activities encouraging participation of non-amateur family and friends. My observations over many years are the clubs and amateur radio groups that conduct such activities are the ones that go from strength to strength, growing in numbers and have an increasing number of young and not so young people as members, often progressing to the ranks of the radio amateur community. Conversely, those clubs that do not expand their social horizons beyond the bounds of immediate members stagnate and unfortunately eventually shrink in numbers and, with it, the enthusiasm of their members. Moroseness and malaise sets in. Certainly, such clubs are not attractive to those outside our hobby. Is your amateur radio club or group growing or shrinking through social activities you undertake? Maybe it is time to do a rethink and expand your club or group social horizons to make them more appealing to family and friends. This has been you on VK4ERM for the WIA board. VK1 WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. Around VK we go, and this week we'll be hearing live from VK5, VK4 and VK3. To VK1, CRAC's last foundation course was held last weekend. Phil, VK1PL, John, Echo Tango, Peter, NPW were the presenters. On the Sunday, John Victor Kilo 2 Yankee Whiskey from Wagga joined Glen VK1 NUT to do the theory and practical assessments. All five candidates, John Hensford, Carl Hanmore, Simone Symes, Jeff Miller and Luke Ross were successful and we certainly expect to hear them on the air in the new, near future. Canberra's next foundation course is scheduled for September 10-11. VK3 Centenary Activities Galore, the next opportunities to gain the prize 10 bonus points towards the Amateur Radio Victoria Centenary Award is during this weekend's International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. Then through the Oceana DX phone contest on October 1 and 2 and all through the month of November. For further information, check out their website, amateurradio.com.au. Enrolments are now open for the quality training experience on September 10-11 that is available from Amateur Radio Victoria at 40G Victory Boulevard, Ashburton. For more information, contact Barry Robinson. I'll give you his telephone number, VK3 Popper Victor, mobile phone 0428 516 001. And now, Bob VK3 NBV with some very exciting news. Hey, it's on again. Country Victoria's leading hamvention. Come to Ballarat on Sunday, October 23rd. 
10am Eastern Standard Time, the doors open at the Greyhound Racing Track, Rubicon Street, Redan. Usual a large group of new and used sellers. Good food. Don't forget Ballarat Hamvention, Sunday, October 23. This has been Bob, VK3NBV, for the Ballarat Amateur Radio Group. Girls just want to be bad. VK3BAD, that is. The three YL operators from the VK3BAD operation at Cape Liptrap are waiting for your call. So why not help them to be bad and give Jean, Marlene and Cheryl a call? You can find us on HF and 2 metres and we'll be operating all day and late into the night from Bear Gully Cottages, just down the road from the Cape Liptrap Lighthouse. This is John, VK3DQ, who is having a very bad time. This is Dale, VK4DMC, for the Tablelands Radio and Electronics Club, Trek in far north Queensland. During the week, Ron Goodyear, VK4EMF, was interviewed by Al Curtin, General Manager of the local commercial radio stations 4AM, 4KZ and KIK-FM. The interview was broadcast widely in far north Queensland during the week. The main topic was about the first licensed amateur radio station in Queensland, X-Ray Quebec Alpha. Ron outlined the history of Marcus Brims, the first licensed ham in Queensland in Mariba. Ron also went on with some other interesting historical facts about ham radio here in far north Queensland. The Spark Gap Station, XQA, is now on permanent display at the Mariba Heritage Centre. The interview may be heard by going to the Trek website at www.treclub.org.au. This has been Dale of the K4DMC, and you're listening to the WIA News. Travel well. Good morning. This is David, VK5 Kilo Charlie, President of the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society. Saturday, September the 3rd, the club is holding an official opening of the shack, aptly named after the clubhouse of the original Blackwood Amateur Radio Club that operated in the 1920s and 30s. Many members have spent several months turning an unlined double garage at the rear of the Blackwood Guide Hall into a comfortable room where we can hold training sessions, run club projects and have committee meetings. Many thanks to the Blackwood Guide Group in allowing us to share their premises. Please check the photos on the club website www.ahars.com.au So that is 2pm September the 3rd. We will be gathering for the opening. Local MPs and Mitcham Council representatives will be in attendance. All amateurs, spouses, friends and family are welcome. The following weekend, September the 10th and 11th, the club will be running a foundation training course and assessment exams at the site. Once again, check the club website for contact details. In Adelaide, you can hear the national news on 147 Meg Repeater with K5RAD 0900 Sunday mornings. Not a sound to be heard. We pause and remember another silent key. Bob, VK6KW, reports that there was a notice in the Weekend West that Roy Chamberlain, OAM, 
VK6BO became Silence Key on Thursday the 11th of August. We extend our sincere condolences to Doris and the family. Roy was awarded his OAM after more than 25 years as net control for the Australian Travellers Net on 20 metres. Roy also ran the daily 20 metre Indian Ocean Maritime Net at 11.15 Zulu. He retired from these positions on the 26th of May 2010, on the day before he moved into retirement accommodation. Roy was a life member of the West Australian VHF Group, and although not an active member in recent years, has left a tremendous legacy in Wireless Hill and amateur radio in general. Barley Royal, VK6BO, Silent Key. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Victoria, it can be heard through the Amateur Radio Victoria VK3BWI broadcast network each Sunday at 10.30am and 8pm on the two-metre repeaters VK3RMM at Mount Macedon and VK3RML Mount Dandenong, plus the 80, 40 and 30-metre bands. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate, Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. The 22nd International Amateur Radio Union, IARU Region 1 General Conference was held in Sun City, South Africa, August 12-19 with representatives of IARU, IARU Region 2 and 3, IARU Region 1 Member Society's delegates, observers and partners. For the first time in the history of IARU Region 1, the General Conference took place on the African continent. President of the International Amateur Radio Union, Mr Tim St John Ellum, was but one of many representatives that addressed the conference. Conferences such as this are an opportune time to consider the strength of the amateur service in the region and and to plan for the future. Our work over the next few days will no doubt be aimed at the future of the amateur service and the challenges we will face in the next few years. When faced with these challenges, amateurs have had to respond. There is no doubt that when required, amateurs have always risen to deal with whatever challenges have faced us. Our work at protecting existing spectrum and seeking new allocations is an ongoing challenge. Finding additional spectrum will be difficult and we will continue to face demands for exi- to existing allocations from other services. The next WRC is only a few months away. We have benefited from the work of amateurs at the ITU, including many from this region, in conveying our spectrum wishes. We will seek additional spectrum at the conference and face other issues which could affect the amateur services. Future WRCs may, and I stress may, give us opportunities for more spectrum, but will also require us to respond to continued threats for, for our spectrum. The official opening of the IARU Region 1 General Conference 2011 was then called in by Mr Sanau of the ITU Telecommunications Development Bureau. Still in the dark continent... HCJB Global says 5,000 solar-powered radios sent to Africa. HCJB Global has announced the near completion of its major effort to bring its broadcasts to thousands of listeners throughout Africa. 
The campaign began last fall when HCJB partnered with Moody Radio to publicise the need for the funds to purchase, program and distribute 5,000 Sonset radio solar-powered radios to missions in Ghana. As it turned out, the program brought in enough money to acquire an additional 2,000 radios to be delivered to missions in Sierra Leone and Burkina Faso. Additionally, 2,500 radios were recently shipped directly from the manufacturer to ministries in the Asia-Pacific region. This included 1,000 to Indonesia, 1,000 to Thailand and 500 to Nepal. The Sonset radios are rugged, moisture-resistant handheld models featuring solar-powered charged batteries and individual buttons for five fixed-tune settings. The radios are program-tested and repackaged at the HCJB Global Technology Centre before distribution. Across to the USA and Amateur Radio Newsline who are reporting that the FBI have arrested a total of 14 individuals thought to belong to the hacking group Anonymous. The FBI says it's arrested a total of 14 individuals thought to belong to the hacking group Anonymous. This for their alleged participation in a series of distributed denial-of-service or DDoS attacks against PayPal last year. According to the indictments unsealed by a federal court in San Jose, California, the 14 individuals who were arrested were all members of Anonymous who conspired to attack PayPal last December in retaliation for its perceived opposition to WikiLeaks. Believe it or not, this story from our weird and wonderful file. News reports say that Richard Handel was only doing it as a hobby, trying to build a nuclear reactor, that is. In an interview, Handel told the media that he had the radioactive element radium, americurium, and uranium in his apartment in southern Sweden. That's when the police showed up and arrested him on charges of unauthorized possession of nuclear material. The 31-year-old Handel said he had tried for months to set up a nuclear reactor at home and kept a blog about his experiments. He even described how he created a small meltdown on his stove. Only later did he realize that it might not be legal, and he sent a question to Sweden's Radiation Authority. That appeared to be his downfall. This is because instead of a response by letter or telephone, his information request was answered by an unexpected visit by the police. Hanlon went on to say that he has always been interested in physics and chemistry, adding that all he wanted to do was see if it was possible to split atoms at home. Although he says the police didn't detect any dangerous levels of radiation in his apartment, Handel now admits that the project might have not been such a good idea after all. And if I might editorialize a bit, neither do we. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. I'm in the studio in the City of Angels. I tell you what, if he had succeeded over there in Sweden... There would have been quite a few cities of angels. Okay, through the week we uh, picked up on the fact that uh, in looking at our callback numbers that one particular station, a 70 SEM station in Perth, West Australia had an enormous amount of callbacks. In fact, around the 300 mark and we sort of wondered how that happened. Well, that's easy to explain. During Hamfest, the annual amateur radio swap meet organised by the Northern Corridor Radio Group, Bob, VK6POP, and myself, VK6Fox Lima Alpha Bravo, set up a studio, well, a table with some radio equipment on it, to make it possible for the WIA and VK6 News to be broadcast live across the state, as well as via relay into the PA system at Hamfest. 
where you connected a radio tuned to 439.8 MHz to a mixer, turned up the volume, and the assembled masses were treated, in inverted commas, to a local news broadcast. Attendance figures in the ticket sales told us that there were 260 people in the hall at the time. For our next trick, we're thinking of hiring the MCG and playing the WIA news at a grand final. We're pretty sure that the numbers would be impressive. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ. Special events and on their contest column, Dateline 2011. August 20 and 21, Worldwide IWLW. August 27 and 28, Alara YL Contest. October 22, WIA Jack Files Contest. November 26 and 27, WIA Spring VHF UHF Field Day. HARAOA, that is the Hellenic Amateur Radio Association of Australia, is operating from Montague Island, OC223, for the Lighthouse Weekend today. Fifteen members operating from three stations using the club call VK2CL. Manly Warringah Radio Society Club Station VK2MB stroke LH is on the air from Baron Joey Lighthouse at Palm Beach in northern Sydney. Baron Joey's lighthouse designation is AU0046. More details can be found on the club website. As with all clubs, that's best found at wia.org.au. Look at clubs VK2. On their page is a link to a webcam operating on site so you can have a look at the station operators as you talk to them. Oxley Ridge and Amateur Radio Club, call sign VI40BOR, which celebrates the club's 40th anniversary, is operating on all HF bands from the club's communication caravan at the Tracking Point Lighthouse. Hello listeners, I'm Peter Harding, VK4OD, the WIA RD Contest Manager. With the RD Contest over now, when you send your logs to me by electronic means, if you would simply put in the message field just to the year, call sign and the words RD log. For example, 2011 VK4OD RD log. Once I have received and checked your log, I will send a reply with the log receipt number and if there was any changes to the points and why. I hope you had a good time in the contest this year and I look forward to receiving more logs than last year. I had a ball as I have not been on the air for some time. One thing I have not asked in the past, if I could be advised if you heard the RD opening broadcast, as it can take me up to two to three months to get the material recorded for the opening speech. So if you heard it on, say, VK3WIA, etc., or your local repeater, please drop me a line, vk4od at wia.org.au. Until next we meet, this is Peter Harding, VK4OD. Thanks, Peter. And that email address Peter alluded to is rdlogs at wia.org.au. This is Shirley, VK5YL, encouraging YLs, OMs and any shortwave listeners throughout the world to participate in our 31st Alara contest. This is a friendly contest with time for a chat. YLs can work everyone. OMs and clubs can join in, but only by working YLs. The contest will run over 20 hours, combined phone and CW. The dates and times are Saturday, 27th of August, 2011, 0400 UTC to 1359 UTC. Sunday, 28th of August, 2011, 
400 UTC to 1359 UTC. Bands to be used are 3.5, 7, 14, 21 and 28 MHz only. See the website at http colon double forward slash www.alara.org.au forward slash contests forward slash 331st dash alara dash contest dash rules for actual frequencies and rules of operation. Logs can be sent to contest manager Mrs. Leslie Smith VK5LOL or Alara Contest at wia.org.au by 30th of September 2011. We look forward to hearing many of you on the air over the weekend. This is Shirley VK5YL in Adelaide, Australia. Contest address, as Shirley said, Alara Contest at wia.org.au. Finally, we get to special event stations DX and Beacon and Net Advice and a Beauty 2 meter DXCC achievement. Bob McCorry ZL3TY has just achieved the first and only 2 meter DXCC in ZL and the Oceania region, according to Southgate News. Only 62 2 meter DXCCs have ever been awarded worldwide, so it is an amazing achievement to confirm 102 countries on this band from this part of the world. When checking Bob's cards before submission, it was astounding to see so many rare QSLs from Alpha Foxtrot and Echo Uniform. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Enningham. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the southeast of South Australia and western border districts of Victoria, it's relayed on the four network two-metre repeaters of Mount Gambia, Narracourt, Kingston and Bordertown at 9am each Sunday. This is John, VK5DJ, from the Southeast Radio Group. The Q News Workbench, the Nuts and Volts Report, on Col VK3LED. What light bulb designations mean? This story from the USA and Science Online. Light bulb descriptions can seem mysterious and at times totally unfathomable. That said, they tell a lot about any given lamp. Many bulb descriptions include a letter followed by a number. A few examples are such nomenclatures as BR30, PAR20, ED28 and T8. The letters are a code for bulb shape and the number is the diameter of the bulb at its widest point in 1 8 inch increments. To calculate the diameter in inches, simply divide the number by 8. Now look at a typical fluorescent bulb description, F32T8-841. Translation, F is fluorescent, 32 is watts, T is shape, in this case tubular. The second set of numbers, such as an 8, is diameter 1 inch, and 841 gives you the colour temperature information. Here the first number tells you the colour temperature range, while the second two numbers indicate colour temperature. In this example, 41 means 4100K. And as Mr Spock of Star Trek fame might say, it's all quite logical after it's explained. On the WIA National News, it's to Melbourne, it's to Brian and it's to special interest groups. So in special interest groups this week, it's a final frontier contest. The AMSAT Chicken Little Contest. 
This is your opportunity to calculate or guess when Arasat 1 falls out of orbit. This is defined as the time when it crosses an altitude of 78 kilometres, which is considered to be the point of no return. There are three divisions. The student category for kindergarten through grade 8, the student category for high school, grades 9 through 12, and all others will be in the adult category. In addition to individual students, classes or organisations such as science clubs are encouraged to make group submissions. Submissions are limited to one per person or group, and members of a group making a submission may not submit a second individual entry. Adults and individual students should include their name and amateur call sign if they have one. Individual students should also give their grade in school. Student groups should include the name of their group or class or school and which category they represent, and please give the UTC date in the format of day, month, year, hours, minutes and seconds. Finally, AMSAT would like to know your city, state, province or region and your country. Submissions will close on 15th of September. The closest predictions in each category will be recognised for their achievement. Send your submissions to chickenlittle at arasat1.org. Good luck. And while not part of the contest, reports on the actual re-entry, which may be visible depending on location, are encouraged. It sounds like the old guess how many jelly beans in a jar contest from school. This is Brian, VK3 SXR. That is the end of the national news for another week. I'm Graham VK4BB. If you would like to check out the social scene, then go to wia.org.au and read the text edition of this weekly news because also that's where you'll find all the phone numbers, all the URLs that we've mentioned in today's program. Don't forget, have fun with the International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend. And until we see you again, walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.